Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. My expectations are from, from the fans and from the administration is no different than my expectations from the players and the coaches. You know, if, if best is the standard, then, then everybody, that's what our players deserve. You know, everybody has a part. Everything that we do matters in this program. How we show up on the spring game matters. We're going to have recruits here. It matters. Our players are going to bust their tails for this place in, in September and October, November and December and January. Okay, then we expect the best from, from everybody else, supporting the program the right way. Okay, don't matter how, what the temperature is or what time it is, you know, you know, where the sun is during the day, you know, what we're doing if we have a halftime show or not. Okay, what road or what way, what uniforms we're wearing, none of that stuff matters. Show up. Okay, how we show up matters. Okay, send a message. If, you know, when we talk about this program being one of the, you know, most tradition-rich and, and best programs in the history of college football, then show up with some pride on the 23rd. That's the expectation. Good stuff. Head football coach Brent Venables there talking about high expectations, uh, expecting the best from the fan base. Uh, every single part of the program, if we're going to talk about it being the best, well, we're going to have to hold each and every aspect of it to that standard. How's that going to be received? Good by most people? Um, I mean, I, I think people have been craving it, so yeah, I, I think it'll be accepted very well. I'm just, uh, I don't know how accurate an extended forecast can be during this time of the year in Oklahoma. I'm looking at it now, Saturday the 23rd, high of 77, okay, let's go, uh, 32% chance of rain that day. So, uh, again, I that could, go, that could go one way or the other. I'll buy it right now. Can we buy it? Oh, I'll take yeah, it. Buyer, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. If you're if you're giving me that deal, let's high of seventy seven and a thirty percent chance of rain. That's about as good as you could hope for. This time of year, there's like a thirty three percent chance of rain pretty much every single day. Is about how they uh, how they throw it out there at times. So, yeah, I, I hope weather's great. Um, but that is obviously a big determining factor oh, in no what doubt. it's going to look like. There's no doubt, and I think there's a lot of people. I, the biggest problem is I think there's the, they'll be a lot of people there if it's if it's chilly and windy i don't think that's going to matter uh the one thing that's really going to disrupt everything is if you've got like storms and it's raining and thunderstorming like that's the one thing that could really really uh change the process here but as we always talk about when ou fans are called upon man um they they normally i think always respond so i I don't know why this would be any different do we have has there been any indication out there of how many tickets have been sold? I see a lot of people on social media saying, I'm coming from Tulsa that weekend. I'm coming from wherever that weekend, out of state. I I, I thought initially it would be the highest attended spring game ever. I am still, I, I feel very confident it will be the highest spring game ever. Really? If they don't open up the upper decks okay, then I think that we're going to see a very, 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 very full lower bowl for the spring game. What year was it? So they said the record is like 51,000, right? Easy. Yeah, sure. What? Um, is that 2018, 2017? Yeah, and I'll just tell you right now, there is no chance there is actually that many people there. 
There's no way. Oh, did you count them as they walked no, the door? No, but 50,000 people, that is a massive amount of people. And I just remember looking at the stands like, come on, 50,000 people, that's you, you're almost packing in the entire bottom bowl. And we haven't, we haven't been anywhere close to packing the entire bottom bowl. See, look, we're bringing the whole crew from Stigler, Oklahoma. Hey, I told, how about I told that? you there's going to be 65,000 people there. Nice. Two tickets coming from Tulsa. Yeah, there you go. Uh, if you're that. coming to the spring game, let us know where uh, you're coming from. The last time we did something like this was from the Alamo Bowl, and we had, yeah, two from Bixby. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, two from Broken Bow. Uh, yeah, we're bringing a crew of 80,000 from uh, Tulsa. Someone sent that in. Hey, if uh, if anyone's coming from Amarillo, stop by and pick us up a Big Tex. Isn't that what they're called? Uh, well, the restaurant is called Big Tex. It's just like the 72-ounce steak challenge or whatever. It, I don't know. Bring us a 72-ounce from Amarillo. Teddy needs to stick to radio, not counting people. Agree. Agree. We're coming from Burleson. That's Tracy and Jeff. Burleson, Burleson, Texas. Where's that? Uh, it's I, I don't know, somewhere around the Dallas area. Huh. Okay. Nice. Well, when OU fans are called on, they always respond. Except for the texter who always complains about the price of spring game and caravan tickets. <laughs> I'm bringing you seven from Salisall. <laughs> uh, Poor guy I for the nine one eight family donation. Guy, you guys are just like killing that texture. Dang. Uh, I love it. I love it. How many people we have listening from Burleson? Here's six more. Yeah. Here's the thing. The drive from Tulsa and back is going to cost you way more than the actual tickets Seriously. after you factor in your toll and everything. So. Oh, gas and toll, you should just take a PJ down from uh, Tulsa to Norman. That might be cheaper. Yeah. Group. Uh, rent a bus. Do it. The, go the group route. Well, I think I we've know. already got a thousand commits on the text line. This is like a Facebook group asking people if they're coming or not. Um, six from Dewey, five from Weatherford, two from Tulsa, three from Tulsa, eight from Tulsa. God, is the whole town of Tulsa coming? Sounds like it. Jeez. T-Town representing. Hey, you know, we had that conversation one day, like what was the breakdown of OSU and OU fans in Tulsa? Hey, the Tulsa OU fans represent. They show up. Let's go. Are Tulsa fans just coming down here to look at everything and say, oh, God, it's so much better where we're from? Yeah. Oh. That's oh. exactly what they're doing. Sometimes you go spend a little bit of time in some uh, some bad areas, and then that return, return home is like, boy, we got it good. Four coming from Tyler's favorite place, Edmund. Yeah, you guys won't let that one go either. <laughs> Now, uh, Edmund is more Oklahoma State fans than Tulsa. Dude, it is. I live in OKC, and it's like 30. The spot in Edmund where we were at Saturday night, that's a 30-minute drive, buddy. Yeah. To go see all of your Oklahoma State fans in I don't think that there were any OSU fans in attendance that night. Party of 10 from Fort Gibson. The whole town of Fort Gibson's coming, all 10 of them. Yeah, 20 from Muleshoe wanting to tailgate with Teddy, okay? (laughs) Party of 10 from Fort Gibson, four near Tulsa. Golly! All right, I guess everyone that's going to the spring game is tuning into this radio show. (laughs) We've yet to get any from Norman, so... Oh, there uh, was two from Norman. Okay. Yeah. 
Six from Kawita. Five from Ulagam. It's pretty good. We're representing. Boy City's coming. It's a, it's a nice spread all across the state, even Texas. Yet to see anyone coming from Amarillo. Ten from Ellick, which is basically the whole town. Spelled Ellick wrong. Well, they, they sp- I, I know they spell it how it's pronounced. Yeah, smart. I also saw a Bigsby in there. You like that? Uh, nice. Nicely done. I'm proud of you guys getting the show. You They're really, you uh, you are bad though at guessing attendance or counting attendance. No, I'm not. Yeah, Alamo Bowl. You said there was going to be like 500 OU fans there. How did that end up? I think I think uh, after Wrong. the game you were like, well, yeah, it's good amount of OU fans there. Actually. No, hang on a second because you're you're accusing me of two separate things here. I maybe predicting how many people are going to be there. I'm bad. Uh huh. Yeah. But guesstimating how many have actually shown up in the stadium, I'm not bad at that. Okay, that's fine. I, I will surrender that point. And I'm telling you right now, our record but, of 51,000, we did not have 51,000 people there that but day. But you guessing how many people are going to show up to something has been just god-awful. Uh, the Alamo Bowl was bad. The worst one, though, was hey, no Nebraska Hey, how would I know fans. there was such a pent-up demand to head down to San Antonio? Oh, well, how about the Nebraska thing? No, ain't no Nebraska fans going to come down here. They suck. I well, was, they almost won the game, and they had uh, thousands of fans that showed up here. You tried to convince me for six months that there was going to be 35,000 Nebraska fans. It sure felt like it after they scored the one touchdown they scored in the game. Well, yeah. Because well, we only scored one touchdown <laughs> as well, I think. Yeah, yeah uh, they, they were so loud because they thought they were coming to uh, witness a um, like uh, just a bloodbath, and they end up, you know, having a fighting chance at the the last possession of the game. Someone said we're hitchhiking since the ticket price is fifteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's Ten fantastic. from OKC, four from Tuttle, five from Kansas City, two Claremore, Elk City, uh, uh, six from Gainesville, Texas, and four from Thackerville. Ten from Norman, two from BA, twenty from Slapout. Okay, you guys had me until you said twenty from Slapout. I don't believe that one. From I don't believe out. that one. Four from Amarillo. Oh, four from Amarillo. Yeah. Yeah, right. Accurate but I appreciate game the attendance. Text. Teddy already called it at sixty nine thousand. Sixty nine K. That's the projected attendance as of right now. Bus load coming from Elk City. <laughs> I heard a story this weekend. I didn't know this that uh, back in the day, uh, there like in the late eighties, this used to happen. Maybe in the nineties, there were certain towns in Oklahoma that let's say that if you lived in Ponca City, yeah. and you wanted to go to an OU game, like everyone just loaded up on a bus. And the bus shipped in from Ponca City, parked outside the stadium. They would take you there and bring you all the way back. I guess that was a, a thing at one point. Makes sense to me. Sounds pretty awesome. Sounds could fantastic. Could you imagine? Dude, could you imagine? Yeah. 1989. A booze cruise a- from Ponca City? Oh, of course I can imagine that. I mean, booze, me- I think every <laughs> recreational activity was going on on those buses back in the day. <laughs> oh, my God. Problem is uh, – you know, not just Ponca City. No telling what type of riffraff you might get on that bus. Could be a dangerous ride back. You guys are clowns. 15 from Southern Cal, and they have a 405 area code number. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this one says four, three if I can ditch the X. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> funny. Yeah, uh, I love it. Great stuff. Oh, $10 if you're a season ticket holder. Yeah. That guy's paying attention. Yeah. 
Paying attention. Has Teddy ever won? Guess how many jelly beans in a jar? I bet no. Uh, I'd also guess that. I don't think I have. But that doesn't mean that I'm not any good at it. Listen, I'm routinely told by, I don't know, the administrator. I don't know who puts those official numbers out there, but it's like, oh, we got a record crowd of 85,742, the most ever in attendance. And I'm like, well, I'm looking at a couple of huge, massive blank spots over there in the stadium. Yeah, guys, because that's how they announce attendance at the game. My God, 87,000. Look at us. You did it. You broke the record. Here's what I want. Okay, right when the spring game starts, text me or tweet out, what you think the crowd is like, and let's see how god-awful your number is. Okay. Let's do it that way. You want me to tell you how many are actually in attendance or how many they're going to announce that in attendance? Oh, God. Uh, you're leaving yourself an out here. How much they're actually going to announce is the attendance, please. Oh, you want the announced number? Yes. I'll tell you right now, uh, 81,000, even though the upper decks are going to be 81,253. <laughs> it's a new record. A new spring game record. <laughs> I think it's going to be a fun afternoon. I, I do wonder, spring games in the past, um, the first half is, you know, a, they, they, what they do like 10, 12-minute quarters, whatever. Second half, dude, they book it. It's like they're looking for a reason to get out of there. I wonder if it's going to be the same with uh, BV or if he wants to get as many reps in as possible. It does seem like it's pretty ordinary though for a spring game to hit the second half and it's like all right running clock let's go let's get out of here yeah i don't know i'm interested to see exactly like what format they settle on if they try and do something a little bit different a little little fun i don't know that that's going to be interesting and i I wonder if they're going to announce i mean i'm sure they will announce at some point like what they've settled on and what they're going to do and what fans should expect so don't know what it's going to be but I think there'll be. I think there's going to be some good hard hitting football, man. They've been getting after it all spring. I'll bring twenty from Waxahachie if Tyler puts the shiver me timbers back in his ad read. Yeah. <laughs> Did you take that out? Ones. I don't. I don't touch that. Okay. But yeah, the Captain Jacks. I had to say shiver me timbers at the end of it. Well. Hmm. And and something else during Christmas time. I don't remember what it was. You, there's no way you can keep up with this text line right now. No, I know it's it's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't, Teddy. Guess how many fingers I'm holding up? Uh, six. <laughs> Somehow that's probably right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, four from Austin. Lawton is going to be there in mass. Uh oh. Oh, four from it's Austin, little, Texas. Uh, you might get a little shady there now. Uh-oh. Yeah. Four from Austin, Texas. They're listening in the car. They're on their way up right now. They're stuck in traffic in Ser- Austin. Seriously. They'll be here on the twenty third. <laughs> You got to hit Austin traffic. Doesn't Waco have pretty bad traffic, too, at times? Well, they, they're redoing the I-35 right there, Ugh. like a five-mile stretch right by the stadium. And it, at least whenever we played the game last year, it went down to one one lane. And it wasn't like one lane with orange cones dividing you from the other. It was like a one-lane concrete barriers on both sides and when we were trying to get down there's 11 a.m kick so we left we stayed just north of of waco the traffic was backed up on the other side because someone there was some type of wreck or someone had a flat tire and couldn't get out of that one lane that was divided by the or that was 
you know, walled off on both sides by the concrete barriers. And traffic, it had to have been backed up for 30 miles. It's crazy. So you got you to gotta hit Austin. You got to go through Waco. Fort Worth is a parking lot at times. Well, Ugh. it is. At least Fort Worth has that I don't think express. they're going to make it by the 23rd. I, don't, I, don't, I really don't. If there's, if there's construction in Denton. Brutal. Mm. Brutal. That's what you get for living in Austin, though. I know, man. Well. L.A. prices and terrible traffic. Um, I expect somewhere around 10% of the text message we got uh, to be actual people that are coming. The rest. Yeah. Like the 69 coming from Hooker. Um, like that one. I expect a lot of those. I don't know if it was the uh, 20 from Slapout or the 40 <laughs> from L.A. coming with the 405 area code. But I thought to myself, you know what? This is going to be very similar to when Samaje broke the record against KU in 2014. Uh-oh. There are 200,000 people that say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there when he broke the record. But only about 25,000 people actually in attendance that day when, when the record was broken. Uh, he's back. Spring game should be free. Give us a break. Oh, you can afford a freebie. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yes. I feel like we're going to see this person standing outside with the sign. Yeah, it's a 918 area code. Just letting you Tulsa folk know. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep them coming. 651-3439. We'll be back. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Riverwind Casino. Casino and hotel. Over 2,700 electronic games. 30 game tables. A 24-7 poker room. And the best in concerts and comedy. Riverwind Casino, just south of Norman on Highway 9 and I-35. We put our hearts into everything we do. Our promise is simple. We're the best. You're simply the best. We promise you all the best new gaming experiences. We promise you the best food, drinks, and service. The one place with the rewards program of your dreams. It is The Rush, brought to you by Pacifico. Pacifico, let her remind you to live life. Anchors up. Keep the text coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. And since you're so great at uh, guesstimating things, why don't yeah. you go ahead and guess how many texts we got last segment? During this, th- just This is a warm-up to see if you're ready for the spring game. During just that last, just last segment. segment. Uh-huh. Um, 69. No, you're not even close, dude. Oh. We got, uh, let's see, we had 110 text messages last segment. In that last segment? Yes. Wow. How about that? Yeah, so your 69 guess was a little off there. Nice try. Well, I, I undersold it. I I, I, sh- I should have known there was going to be that many people in Ellick texting the uh, – the text line. We appreciate you guys. Uh, Big 12, each team's toughest non-con game in 2022. Let's see how the conference is going to do in the non-con portion of the schedule this year. Baylor is up first. 
Their toughest road game is a tricky one in week two at BYU on September 10th. Baylor's better, but this will be a tricky little road game. I think they win that game. I, it is. It's a, it's a tough one. I think, I think Baylor's got a more talented football team than BYU. Maybe I'm not giving BYU enough credit. I think the uh, Bohannon kid for Baylor is going to have some growth over this offseason. I do think they're going to be able to replace uh, Abram Smith in the backfield. I mean, they may not have someone that, that equals his exact output, but they're going to find a physical downhill back that can run in that zone scheme, and I know their defense is going to be tough. I think Baylor wins it'll be, that game. It'll be a close game. I feel like it was a close game in Waco last year, I feel like. Um, but, yeah, it'll definitely be a close game in Provo, but I'll take BYU as well. Here's the easiest one to predict, by the way. <laughs> this is, uh, I'll take Bama. That's got to be no, it, right? Well, the, the, uh, no, this is easier than Bama and Texas, dude, if that's even possible. Iowa State at Iowa on September 10th. Yeah. Go ahead and uh, hammer down on the Hawkeyes for the 87th consecutive year. Give me Iowa in that one. Man, unbelievable. Uh, which Iowa was a good football team last year, but. They got a chance to be a good football team again this year, too. Yeah. It Iowa would be State. funny, though, if like all the talent leaves Ames and they finally beat Iowa and they do it in Iowa City this year. Crazy. Crazy how. That whole series has, has broke down. Like they've beaten pretty much everyone recently, but they can't get past Iowa. Uh, KU plays at Houston. That's going to be a uh, that's going to be a big time L. Houston's got uh, some expectations heading into this year with Dana. I'm not necessarily buying them, but Houston will definitely beat KU. Yeah, give me Houston against KU. I I don't know. I I don't expect anything different than the same stuff we've seen from Kansas. Here's an interesting game in Week 2, K-State and Missouri. This is Week 2 on September 10th. Old Big 12 rivals. Missouri was not a good football team last year. Man, Tennessee went to Columbia and just destroyed them. I'll, I'll take Kansas State, but this will be another close football game, I'm sure. Kansas State wins a football game, and I think there's a decent chance they win it going away. How about Ooh, that? Wow, huh? you are really a Missouri hater. OU at Nebraska. I was uh, waiting to see if they would put UTEP or Kent State as OU's toughest non-con game. <laughs> not so much here. We're not joking around about this game. We all know that it's going to be very tough. I'm going to guess we all think OU is going to win, and but we think OU is going to win close. I will say this. They've got a new OC in Lincoln. Yeah, They played good. like six quarterbacks in the spring game, and they're still trying to pick up the offense. But maybe, just maybe – Nebraska isn't as good defensively as they were a year ago. And with the tempo that OU is going to play with offensively, maybe they really catch Nebraska on their heels in week three. And OU has way more success offensively early in the season than maybe we're predicting right now. Uh, I still think it'll be a close game. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just saying that there's like there's at least a believable scenario that could happen. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth to that. I'll take OU in the game. Um I think OU either wins a tight one or comfortably. I don't I don't see a scenario in which Nebraska beats OU. It doesn't mean it can't happen. Obviously anything can happen. I, a kiss of death right there. We're gonna be going on the road. It's gonna be a big time environment. I I know they're they're trying to pick up a new offense themselves, but you know, 
it's going to be our first real test with a new offense, a new defense, like still trying to figure out our game speed and how how exactly all that needs to go down. So it's a dangerous it's a dangerous spot for Oklahoma for sure. Oklahoma State's toughest game, according to twenty four seven Sports, is not the home game against Arizona State. It's the home game against Central Michigan instead. They do have a history with the Chippewas. You know who Central Michigan's coach is, right? Is it a naked shark guy? Yes. Jim McElwain? That's exactly right. And uh, he's had some some prolific offenses in the past. Um, they, had, they won nine games last year, Central Michigan. Give me, give me state, but I don't feel good about it. Really? You think there's going to be another crazy play to end things? Um, I, don't know. I don't know, but I think that defensively, Oklahoma State has – They've got huge holes to fill from last season. They've got a new coordinator on that side of the ball. I think they're going to have a, a a pretty good offense, Oklahoma State. I'm just I'm kind of questioning what their defense is going to be, but I think they win the thing. And it's I think it's more about Central Michigan probably being a pretty good football team than it is he's, Oklahoma he's State. He's done being a good bad. job with, with yeah. Central. I mean, as as much as he got laughed out of Gainesville. Um, won nine games last year. Like he's built a nice I, little program. I think there. that fits him a little bit better because he did a really good job at Colorado, Colorado State. State. Is yeah. that before? Yeah. Here's an interesting game. I mean, it won't really matter much on the national scene, but SMU has won its last two meetings with Ooh. TCU. The game is at SMU. SMU will have Tanner Mordecai this year. Give me the ponies, man. Give me SMU. Really? Yeah. SMU's new staff beats their old staff? Yes. Huh. I'm taking TCU. Um, I really don't have a whole lot to go on. Even though Patterson's gone and they've got a whole regime change at TCU, I think what is left over is a better level of athlete than you know on a, on a full roster than what's at SMU. And I'm not trying to slander SMU. I think they've done some good things with that program. But I think TCU wins it. And then the layup, of course, uh, week two, Texas and Bama at home. Can you paint me any scenario where Texas wins that game? Sure. Okay, paint it. Um, a couple of early turnovers. Uh, helmet what, on what, a football. Texas on, is going to force – you already lost me. Texas is going to force a couple early turnovers? Is that what you're saying? You said paint a picture. Like I'm telling you – It's abstract so far. I, I can't see Oh, it's happening. abstract. But, I mean, this is the formula. A couple of turnovers. Who knows what it comes from? Maybe a big special teams play, kick six or something, something wild. I mean, they can't line up and be Alabama. There's no chance. But – Things happen in football games. I, I understand that. I cannot. That said, I'll take Bama to I, win by five touchdowns. I can't touchdowns. imagine the scenario where a 5-7 and seven team beats the team that I think is going to win the national championship this year. I, I, can't, I can't get there. Yeah. No, hey, I, I, like I said, Bama wins that thing going away. It won't be close. The Ewers kid, though, is going to look really good. They're going to be talking big stuff down at Texas. Yeah, well, that's going to go to crap midway through October. Tech at uh, NC State. Uh, that's that'll be an interesting game for this young or for this new Tech staff. I like the way they're going about things right now. Number two recruiting class. You know what? I'll take Tech in an upset in Raleigh. How, about, how 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 about it? Is that going to be a top twenty five win? 
Is NC yeah, State preseason? NC State was like number 15 in 24-7 sports way too early rankings. Yeah. I'm not that high on NC State. I'm not either. I don't I, I, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about them. I know what they were nine and three last year, but oh, dang. Where is it? Where is it? Is it that's in Raleigh. Oh man. That's a tough ask for tech, but I guess I'll I guess I'll take Texas Tech. Then you got the old uh, backyard brawl. It's back after an eleven year hiatus. West by God, Virginia at Pitt. Wow. How about that? Uh give me Pitt. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no, no, Pitt's no Pitt's right. Pitt's right? Yeah, Pitt's right. Even Kenny Pickett's gone, but they've got Keaton Slove. I mean, yeah, but Pitt wins that game. Their offensive coordinators now at Nebraska. I'm with you, but I don't feel great about it. So what is that? That has us at one, two, three, four, five, like, six and four. Yeah. <laughs> with the uh, marquee win being a Nebraska or BYU win on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Hmm. Yeah. They're, we're not really knocking anyone big off, are we? And there's a good chance, like, well, I guess you have SMU winning. So you have them going, what, 5-5 five and five, uh, with SMU beating TCU. Jeez. Uh, the games that I would say are most in question, Tech and NC State, um, West Virginia Pitt, because I, I just don't know anything about... You're close to saying OSU Central Michigan is what you're close to saying. I'm worried about that game for Oklahoma State, and I don't want to come across as just hating on State, but I, you know, I think offensively they're going to be better, but... I'm going to be pounded over the head with this thought that Spencer Sanders is going to be way better at quarterback this year, like I've been pounded overhead no. the four previous years. No. He's no. going to be the same. And the same Spencer Sanders, without the defense that he had last year, is a turnover machine. Okay, So that's what worries me about Oklahoma State. Text line paints a scenario uh, where Texas beats Bama. It says, Texas beats Bama if Saban gets confused and shows up to Jerry World thinking it's a neutral site game. Win by forefoot? Yeah. Fair point because uh, Bama's not used to playing true road games in the non-con, so they might show up to Jerry World. Which uh, we were laughing about that last week. It's pretty telling that uh, Alabama never plays a true road game for a non-conference in – they're doing it against Texas. Oh, te- yeah, yeah, we'll go to Texas. Well, to be fair, it could sure. end up being a neutral site game. With how well Bama travels and how fickle the Texas fan base is, it might end up being pretty close to a 50-50 crowd. I, when did they agree to this game? Oh, probably in It was just a couple of years ago, though, wasn't it? I, I, I don't remember exactly. Here's what I think is, is interesting. I, it's been announced that Texas is going to the SEC – and lo and behold, Alabama is going to take a trip into Austin to play Texas in their stadium. Pretty smart. You think it's uh, you think it's Alabama Nick Saban saying let let me just remind you real quick what you're about to get into, not just to Texas, but really speaking to the recruits in the area. Yeah, no, I I don't think there's a coincidence with that, and I don't think there's a coincidence as to what we always joke about is we always look at an OU recruit in this year's class or the next and say, oh, they got a Bama offer too. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. And hey, you know what? I 
I, I respect it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Go ahead and try and send that message. Well, I don't know. I Hopefully the Big 12 shows well in the non-conference, but frankly— Do we really care anymore? No, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, it doesn't I matter. I, I, I've never been a conference guy. So I'm actually looking forward to not being uh, slandered for not rooting for the league this year. Because it doesn't matter. The, the only thing that matters is if you make the playoff. Because all of the bowl games, there's opt-outs, there's excuses if you lose. Like, we didn't care about it. We made the playoff last year. So the only thing that matters is making the playoff. And if Oklahoma's a one-loss conference champ, it doesn't matter what the Big 12 looked like in the non-con. Well, OU will be punished for being uh, number 40 in all these way-too-early preseason polls. That might keep him out of the playoff. You well, yeah, they that. started back at number 40. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left. Stay tuned. Final hour of the Rush, Riverwind Casino and Hotel, bringing you the final hour of the Rush on this Monday. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Nebraska, Clemson, A&M all had spring games this weekend. Uh, none of the attendance was all that great with any of the – you got a big takeaway from that? Even Nebraska's? Yeah, Nebraska's wasn't uh, that well. Well, past years it seems like they always sell the thing out, but lower attendance than, than most huh. years. Was weather an issue? No, weather looked uh, weather looked great actually in Lincoln. Huh? Here's what Casey Thompson said after the game. Yeah, they played like six quarterbacks. Nebraska was big up front last year defensively. Mm -hmm. uh, I think some of those guys are gone, but uh, that was one of the bigger football teams that OU saw all last year, especially up front. Man. Yeah, big and really, really strong at the point of attack. They got a great uh, strength and conditioning program. Built like a big have. old Big Ten team is what they look like. Yeah, so the Thompson kid says – like, right out of the gate, it was great to see the stadium full. And you're telling me that it wasn't full. Yeah, that's right. He's lying to you. Pretty ridiculous, isn't it? Hmm. So he's like the... He's uh, used to playing at Texas, all right? It's he's the announced attendance, and you're telling me the actual attendance? Exactly, okay. yes. Okay, makes sense. Got it. Well, I don't know. I saw some pictures of, of him. I don't know if it was from the spring game or what it was, but... He looked jacked. He looked huge, yeah. like muscle wise, not like not and he like he's wasn't a big like guy. Small I'm just saying. Last year, yeah, but it, it yeah, it looks like the off seasons uh, worked out well for him. Husker power, Husker power. Someone's asking, what's your guy's favorite football movie? Mine is the program with Lattimore making running backs <laughs> bubble. LOL. 
Uh, yeah, that's a random one. The program was my favorite uh, movie growing up. Everything I did, I tried to act like uh, Mac, the middle linebacker. Now everything makes sense. No, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It sure does. See that shoe? Says Adidas. <laughs> Where does this one rank? That was college for you, man. Or at least right before it. No, Mama. The search continues. <laughs> That's great. That's my bit favorite line from that entire movie. That is oh, fantastic. Oh, wow. I, I haven't watched that movie in a long time. I probably son, should freshen your up. Your son is getting to the age, I mean, at least pretty close, where the Adam Sandler, Chris Farley movies need to need to come out of storage. He plays You obviously want him to have an intelligent sense of humor, so that's how it starts. Yeah, he plays baseball and I think he's seen like maybe parts of the Sandlot, but he needs to see the whole thing, doesn't he? Isn't that kind of a Yeah, he hadn't seen the Sandlot all the way through? God. I don't yeah, think so. Teddy. He needs to watch the Sandlot all the way through. Any other baseball movies? Well, just just let's start. Let's start slow. Let's just start with the Sandlot all the way through. And Sandlot. We'll, we'll work from there. What about football, little kid? Little Giants. <laughs> little Giants. <laughs> Is there any other little kid football movie besides that one? I don't think so. Probably not. I did, uh, on this topic, I asked a uh, question today on our uh, Sports Talk page on, on Twitter. Uh, how, how did I, I word it? I did create like a uh, movie poster that has Brit Venables on it. Salina Sooner, the Brit Venables story. Looks kind of corny, whatever. Anyway, I asked uh, if a sports movie was made about a story involving OU athletics, what event, current or past, would you want the film to be about? Anything that immediately comes to mind? Um. Yeah, there's several that immediately okay. come to what mind. What do you got? Well, like the thirty for thirty, like real, like what was going on behind the scenes with this last season. That would, would be, be good. That would be amazing. Um, you could probably just stop right there. That'd be a great one. Anything about like Baker Mayfield's? Uh, anything about him would be great. By walking on to Tech, then walking on to OU, then getting tackled by a Fayetteville cop. Like, it's just the perfect story, right? Sean on Twitter says they need to make two. The, a documentary of the decision making Jimmy Stevens attempt a 49-yard field goal versus Florida <laughs> in the national title game. That's one. Uh, the second, a romantic comedy titled Jet Sweep, the Lincoln <laughs> Riley story. Inject it in my veins. God, that's so good. Brian says, I'd love to see how the heck Dominique Whaley went from working at a subway to playing running back from OU. Yeah. Uh, Jesse says, uh, Bob Kalsu movie. That'd be uh, be awesome. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Peyton says, the 2021 football season, the preseason hype, SEC move, QB controversy, TBOW leaving, Stoops coming back, and uh, Venables being hired. There's got to be a... 
Can we make a meme or something out of Lincoln Riley getting off the private jet in USC, calling it jet sweep or something? Dude, There's got to be something so there. F- uh, the fact that he said it would be a rom-com, jet sweep, because <laughs> jet sweep sounds like such a rom-com title. Uh, so good. That's great. That is fantastic. You want Teddy's kid to watch Major League? I think I support it, actually. Text line sure wants you to show him Major League. Yeah, that – he want a haircut like Rick Vaughn. We're not there yet with Major League uh, for obvious reasons, but I can't wait. That will be that will be a coming of age story. Whenever me and my son can finally sit together and watch Major League, he's in a t-ball next year and he hits one to the wall and he's running around the bases like Serrano after yeah. he hits the home run, carrying the bat. He's gonna use no, the, not that, not that time that he's running around uh, the bases. <laughs> That's in Major League Two, I think. Yeah, yeah. When yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's responding to old uh, who's it Tanaka on the yes. bench there. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, there'll be a day where my son and I will bad weather outside. We'll watch Major League Kingpin and <laughs> Kingpin. Dirty Santa all together. Uh, Kingpin, the, the perfect uh, trifecta of movies. What about your favorite movie of all time? Speaking of bowling movies, uh, the Big Lebowski. I think six, seven years old is perfect for the uh, Big Lebowski. Man, I don't know. That one has some nuance to it that I think maybe you've got to be a little bit older to get over the line, dude. I'm sure he'll love that. Uh, the rest of them are basically just cussing and throwing stuff at people. Like it's pretty easy humor, but it's. It's classic. All right, quick timeout. More for the rush coming up. We'll wrap up the day next. Stay tuned. All right, final segments. Taking you home on a Monday night. ESPN has predicted its underperforming teams in 2022. I think I might agree with all of them. Let's see if you feel the same. Underperforming teams in 2022. Uh, quickly, we'll roll down the list. First team on the list is LSU. I don't think they have super high expectations, but I, yeah, I don't. I, don't still, I still think they'll be a great team. I don't think they will either. I, for me, they probably have a better chance of overperforming because I don't have very high expectations. A and M is team number two. Slam dunk for me. Uh, yeah, but again, I have I already have low expectations for them. I know nationally, they've got a lot of attention on them right now. That I don't think that's a good scenario for them. Georgia is the other another SEC team listed here. Yeah, Georgia's going to be missing quite a few people. Um, I still think they're going to be like there's they're set up talent wise. They're so deep on their roster. They're still going to be really good. I don't know if I agree with this one. I think they'll have a lost week one, but bounce back and have a nice year. Notre Dame is on the list. Yeah, I actually I actually like Notre Dame. They've got a didn't we look at their schedule and it's really tough this year? Uh, they got Ohio State at, uh, at Ohio State on the road week Clemson. one. Uh, Clemson at home. I don't remember where the USC game is at. They've got LA or the, at Ohio State. They're at North Carolina at BYU. Clemson at home at USC. 
I guess it's fairly manageable, but I, I think Notre Dame could be pretty good this year. Quarterback's going to be key. All right, that's it for us. It was a fun day. You guys, once again, drove the show on the text line. Keep it up. Uh, you make this a lot of fun. Um, keep it coming.